The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those who can never know enough about history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about a key event in the life of American architect John Lloyd Wright, a man who lived in the shadow of his famous father, but still managed to build a legacy of his own using tiny wooden logs. The day was August 31st, 1920. John Lloyd Wright received the patent for his cabin construction toy, otherwise known as Lincoln Logs. His invention was a set of notched wooden building logs of various sizes, which could be securely stacked and arranged to form a miniature cabin or any number of other things. Wright wanted kids to have fun building, but he also saw the logs as more than mere diversion. In his patent, he referred to them as, quote, education toys calculated to develop a child's constructive inclinations. Wright dubbed his invention Lincoln Logs, but the origin of that name isn't as clear-cut as you might expect. The simplest explanation is that it's a nod to Abraham Lincoln, who was famously born in a one-room log cabin in Kentucky, and was later rumored to be an expert at building cabins. 
The toy's original packaging certainly supports that theory. It features an illustration of a log cabin alongside a portrait of Abraham Lincoln. There are some other possibilities, though. Some have suggested the name was a play on the term linking logs, a fitting description of the toy. Some biographers have also asserted the name was actually a tribute to John Lloyd Wright's father, renowned architect Frank Lloyd Wright. The theory goes that Frank's middle name was originally Lincoln, and he only changed it to Lloyd after his parents got divorced. There's little evidence to back up that story, though, so take that one with a grain of salt. While Lincoln Logs were a huge hit with the public, it's worth noting they weren't the first construction toys on the market. Tinker Toys and Erector Sets had both debuted a few years earlier, and other log-based building toys had been available since at least the 1860s. Some historians think John Lloyd Wright even played with one of those sets himself when he was a child. Speaking of which, John Lloyd Wright was born on December 12, 1892, in Oak Park, Illinois. He was the second of six children born to Frank and Catherine Wright. John and his siblings began their education at home under the tutelage of their mother. His father worked long days at an architectural firm in Chicago, but he also put his skills to work at home by designing a custom playroom for his children. He even stocked it with a selection of toys he had purposely chosen, believing they'd be beneficial to his kids' development. And being that he was an architect, you can be sure there were plenty of different building blocks in the mix, and probably a few logs as well. Although John was an avid learner, college later proved to be an ill fit for him. He dropped out after two years and began traveling the West Coast with his older brother, doing odd jobs to pay his way. In search of a new direction, John took a job as a draftsman in San Diego, drawing architectural details for bungalow designs. The experience confirmed his interest in the field, so he followed in his father's footsteps by joining an architectural firm in Los Angeles. A few years later, he returned to Chicago and began working side-by-side side with his dad as an assistant. Along the way, John read every design book his father suggested and even worked with a private tutor to learn engineering. He also married his girlfriend from Los Angeles, Jeanette Winters, and designed a home for them in Chicago, which they called the Bird Center. Apparently, they were both big fans of birds and had quite a few wooden ones scattered throughout the house. In 1916, at the age of 24, John Lloyd Wright took on one of the most important assignments of his life. His father had been commissioned to build a second imperial hotel in Tokyo, and John sailed with him to Japan to serve as his chief assistant on the project. Over the next 16 months, the Wrights worked on the design together, with John creating working drawings and a plaster model of the hotel. The biggest challenge of the design was making sure the structure could withstand the powerful earthquakes that periodically strike Japan. Frank Lloyd Wright came up with a clever idea to make the hotel as earthquake-proof as possible. He decided the base of the building should be a system of interlocking wooden beams. That allowed the hotel to sway from side to side during a quake instead of just collapsing. The system was eventually put to the test during the Great Kanto Earthquake of 1923, just a few months after the Imperial Hotel opened for business. Sure enough, Wright's design proved a smart one. 
While most of Tokyo was devastated by the 7.9 magnitude earthquake, the Imperial Hotel was one of the few buildings left standing, albeit somewhat damaged. It was during the initial planning of the hotel that John Lloyd Wright first hit upon the idea of Lincoln Logs. He was impressed with the structural stability his father was able to achieve with something as simple as interlocking logs, so he began to think of ways to translate that design to a smaller scale. Meanwhile, the Wright's working relationship became rather strained. This eventually led Frank to kick his son off the project, at which point John returned to the U.S. and began experimenting with making wooden toys. At first, he called his operation the Red Square Toy Company, named after a symbol his father often used in his architectural designs. However, once he was issued the patent for Lincoln Logs in 1920, he changed the company name to J.L. Wright Manufacturing. The first set released by the company included instructions on how to build both Abraham Lincoln's boyhood cabin as well as Uncle Tom's cabin from the book of the same name. Lincoln Logs were an instant success for a number of reasons. First, the simplicity of the toy struck a chord with the American public as it was released during a time of increased urbanization when more and more people were abandoning rural homesteads in favor of modern city living. In that way, Lincoln Logs were a throwback to a simpler and some would say more wholesome way of life. There was also a renewed sense of American patriotism following the end of World War I, so a product that evoked Abraham Lincoln was an easy sell. John Lloyd Wright was well aware of his good timing. The first slogan he used to market and sell the building kits was Interesting Playthings Typifying the Spirit of America. Lastly, Lincoln Logs were one of the first toys to be marketed to both boys and girls alike, effectively doubling the toys market. John Lloyd Wright tried to keep the momentum going by releasing a new kind of construction set in the 1930s. That product, known as Wright Blocks, consisted of interlocking wooden shapes that allowed kids to build more intricate designs and structures than they could with Lincoln Logs. Despite this advantage, Wright Blocks never caught on with kids and were quietly discontinued a few years later. However, Lincoln Logs continued to sell well, especially at Chicago's Marshall Field department stores. John supplemented his company's offerings with other wooden toys, including carved animals, chess pieces, and jigsaw puzzles, many of which featured his favorite birds. In 1943, John decided playtime was over and decided to get out of the toy business. He sold the patent for Lincoln Logs to PlaySchool for the bargain basement price of just $800. After that, he went back to practicing architecture full-time and later moved to Del Mar, California with his family. He died there on December 20th, 1972, at the age of 80. As for Lincoln Logs, they remained a fixture of the playroom for decades to come and are still being manufactured and played with today. There are a few differences with the product, though. While the original logs were carved from redwood, they later switched to stained pine. There was even a brief period in the 1970s when the logs were made from plastic, but the less said about that, the better. The product has also changed hands a few times over the years, but as of 2022, Hasbro owns the rights to the toy, which it licenses to a company called Basic Fun Inc. 
In addition to the traditional full-size sets of Lincoln Logs, there's now a miniature world's smallest version, so you can build a teeny tiny log cabin in the palm of your hand. To date, more than 100 million sets of Lincoln Logs have been sold worldwide. That's a sure sign of the toy's enduring popularity, but it's not the only one. In 1999, John Lloyd Wright and his invention of Lincoln Logs were enshrined in the National Toy Hall of Fame, taking their rightful place alongside other playtime classics such as the teddy bear, the baby doll, and the hula hoop. Oh, if only his father could see him now. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.